This is Saturday, June 11th. We've been learning about parenting and the best way to lead children to the truth of Jesus. And actually, this application is for all adults in the body of Christ, because all of us serve as spiritual fathers and mothers. Now, I want to go straight to our scripture text for today. We step into the middle of the story of the priest Eli and his two sons. This is 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 22 to 25. Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the Lord's people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. I read this, and it's a very sad passage for a number of reasons. First, we see that the sons of God's priest have sinned against the Lord. Actually, they were using their dad's position as priest to leverage people. They were stealing from people, the offerings meant for the Lord, and sleeping with the Lord's servants. But notice, none of this seems to get Eli's attention until people start talking. It sounds as if he's more concerned about his reputation than the lives of his sons. Below his neglect, he is troubled because he knows the Lord will deal with them, since he has not. God cannot be mocked. And so we know where this story is going. But I want to stay with Eli. You see, it's easier to follow the Lord in name than actually to follow him. It's easier to talk a good game than to live our faith. Recently, I was struck by an article by Adam Grant. Grant is a professor of management and psychology at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. A few years back, he wrote an interesting article entitled, Raising a Moral Child. Now, In his article, he tells about a classic experiment. 140 elementary and middle school-aged children were given tokens for winning a game, which they could keep entirely or could donate to some, some, some to a child in poverty. They first watched a teacher figure play the game, either selfishly or generously, and then they were told the value of taking or giving or neither. The adult's influence was significant. Here is why. Actions spoke louder than words. When the adults behaved selfishly, the children followed suit. The words that they shared didn't make much of a difference. Children gave fewer tokens after observing the adults' selfish actions, regardless of whether the adult verbally advocated selfishness or generosity. When the adult acted generously, students gave the same amount, whether they were told to be generous or not. They donated 85% more than the norm in both cases. When the adult told the children to be selfish, even after the adult acted generously, the students still gave 49% more than the norm. Children learn generosity 
not by listening to what their role models say, but by observing what they do. Now, to test whether these role modeling effects persisted over time, two months later, researchers observed the children playing the game again. Would the modeling, or what they were told, influence whether the children gave? And would they even remember it from two months earlier? The most generous children were those who watched the teacher give, but say, did but not say anything. Two months later, these children were giving 31% more generous than those um, than those who observed the same behavior, but also heard it told to them. You see, the message from this research is loud and clear. If you don't model generosity, telling your children may not help in the short run, and in the long run, speaking about it is less effective than giving while saying nothing at all. Now, I heard this study, I read it, and I thought, this is scary for parents, and all of us called to be role models. Children are watching, and they will believe what they see us do far more when what we t than what we tell them. Now, I want to get back to Eli and his sons. We don't know the whole story, but we know enough to see that the faith was more about position and appearances than reality and truth. If this was true for Eli, what was he teaching his two sons? Maybe he was telling them the right things, but what were they learning from his life and from his actions? You see, I believe Eli meant well, but he didn't model a deep devotion to the Lord. And this is what we need to see today. Our actions speak louder than our words when raising children, when helping children learn to follow Jesus. Of course, we want more than just helping them be good. We want our children to be moral for sure and to choose the right thing. But we also desire that they walk with God and in fellowship with Him. We want them to really know the Lord. Yes, we can tell them they need the Lord, but what do they see in us? No doubt Eli was going through all the religious actions, but how did he demonstrate with his life a love for the Lord? And this is the key to what we are learning this week. Your children and those children of our church will be influenced most by seeing a love for God in us and a trust in the grace of Jesus. They will benefit from being honest, us being honest about our need for forgiveness and our need for a Savior. And then an honest living out of the faith before them with all of its difficulties and struggles. Let them see a living faith in action. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we can talk a good game, but you want us to have life. We ask for your forgiveness for the ways we have lived and the choices we have made. Give us undivided hearts that we might walk with you. Let our lives speak and tell of your goodness and faithfulness. In the name of Jesus, amen.